Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Friday afternoon, everyone. Tyler Harridge here with you for today's VRA Investing Podcast. We had a bit of a mixed day to end the week for our markets, but we did see some serious resolve from our major indexes here right out of the gate this morning. All of our major indexes turned from their open, going lower on the day. We were able to finish with two out of our four major indexes positive, and the S&P was right there as well. I'll get to more on that here in a second, but we got a little bit of a surprise this morning um, after Jay Powell pulled the rug on banks today as the Fed declined to extend an exemption. This exemption lowered bank capital requirements. It was put in place because of the pandemic. It's called the Supplementary Leverage Ratio, and that allowed banks to exclude treasuries and deposits from their reserve requirements. That exemption was already scheduled to expire on March 31st, uh, but it, it was expected to be extended. Banks were lobbying for it, so it was kind of expected that that was going to happen. And that if there's one thing that our markets dislike more than anything else, it's surprises. And this was one of those moments. Now, in all reality, it's a fairly minor rule change in regards to how our markets react, but we probably won't hear much about it again after today, really. But it wasn't good for the financials, which finished lower today, and bank stocks especially, which hit new all-time highs yesterday. And then let me get the final numbers here. I don't think any of those stocks hit new all-time highs again today. Uh, No, I I don't think so. So, again, Jay Powell pulling the rug out there from this excitement that's been going on. Financials have been one of our leading sectors uh, for 2021 so far. And we'll see if that trend continues. Like I said, fairly minor rule change. Probably won't hear about it a whole lot more from here. But it's certainly interesting what this does for our markets since they are now going to be required after March 31st to include those treasuries and deposits on their reserve requirements, it might encourage banks to decide to sell some of their treasury holdings so they they don't have to maintain those reserve requirements, which in turn would send bond yields higher. As we've seen over the last month or so now, the 10-year note did close lower on the day on the news that the Fed, who the mainstream media is going to be pumping for the next week. Jay Powell spoke on Wednesday, spoke again today, scheduled three times next week, and we saw it today from the other Fed presidents as well. They're going to be putting them out there to talk this market up. And the Fed said they don't see this as an issue for the banks. Uh, and, of course, if they do decide to start selling bonds, the Fed's already buying up $120 billion per month in quantitative easing to help keep bond prices low. So who's to say that when the banks decide to sell these things, the Fed's not going to be there as the buyer of last resort? Really, the Fed is now the first and last buyer uh, as, as it stands. But as I said, Jay, Jay Powell spoke today three times next week, and no doubt a move to try to soften the blow, give confidence to investors, 
Uh, so it's going to be an interesting next week. We wouldn't be surprised at all to see stocks go up next week as they try to pump this market up. Despite it being a seasonally weak period for the markets, March and April are a very bullish time ahead of sell in May and go away, which was not the case last year at all. After the coronavirus insanity lows, uh, the March 23rd lows from, from May of last year to the end of the year was a strong period. So this market may not care too much about statistics, about seasonality, but we'll have to see. Uh, definitely taking it into consideration, not playing it off here. And as I mentioned earlier in the podcast, we did see a little bit of a sell-off going into the weekend today. The last 15 minutes or so, the Dow had a sharp sell-off. The S&P flipped from positive to negative in about the last 15 minutes. But we also saw some bright spots today. Namely, the NASDAQ finishing strong, the Russell 2000 leading the way today, Russell 2000 up 0.88% to 2,287, NASDAQ up 0.76% to 13,215, and then our laggers on the day, the S&P really pretty flat, down just 0.06% to 3,913, and lastly, the Dow down about 7 tenths of 1% to 32,627. And here are some of our other bright spots on the day as well, the internals. Despite the mixed trading today, we finished positive across the board here. And the internals this morning were pretty flat, even with our major indexes selling off after the open. And then they went positive ahead of our markets going positive. So we got a little bit of a tell there from the internals. Uh, we were ta- I was talking to Kip this morning. Uh, we were watching that action, you know, thinking it would not at all be a huge surprise to see the market finish higher. But we did finish positive across the board here on the internals. Advances beating out of clients under two to one positive uh, in that range, though, for both the NYSE and the NASDAQ. So not a bad day at all. New 52-week highs to lows did come back positive here, but we didn't get the strength that we've seen recently from, from this metric. Uh, we got positive numbers here, so we're not complaining about that, but we've seen those days in the last month, two months, where we have five, six, seven hundred new 52-week highs to just a few new 52-week lows. Today, that number was a little bit closer. We had 210 stocks hitting new 52-week highs to 119 hitting new 52-week lows. So not even two-to-one positive on the day-to-day. But, hey, like I said, we're not complaining about positive numbers here. But something to keep an eye on. We're not sounding any warning signs here, but something to keep an eye on. Lastly, volume came in positive on both the NYC and the NASDAQ. NASDAQ strong, though, well over 3-to-1 positive on the day-to-day. And another reason that we remain bullish here, the VIX was up earlier in the day. It hit as high as a 23, uh, but closed in the 20 range. So seeing the VIX close lower on a day like today was certainly interesting. Looking at our sectors on the day today, we finished with six out of our 11 sectors higher on the day. We were led by communication services, consumer discretionary, healthcare, and consumer staples. Energy just barely positive on the day today, despite oil having a strong day. Uh, our laggards on the day were real estate, financials, and industrials. No surprise there seeing financials lower after that news that I mentioned earlier. Um, 
Real estate, though, I mean, HGX, the housing index, still right at its all-time high, pretty much flat on the day-to-day, down just 0.09%. So we love that sector right now as well, especially just points away from an all-time high. Uh, our, uh, looking at our VRA commodity watch on the day, as you know, this is a sector that we've been bullish on for some time here. Uh, we've, we've said repeatedly we expect to see oil over $100 a barrel over the next 12 to 16 months. Now, I've gotten a lot of interesting looks when I tell people that. Um, but it's part of what we can come to expect in the Green New Deal environment. In order for wind and solar energy to be competitive, they need oil at $100 a barrel or at least higher than here to really make them viable options as an alternative. But we also see copper rising to $6 a pound as well. And really, as far as predictions go, that's one of the higher ones out there, maybe the highest that we've seen. But today, J.C. Parrots, who's a, a very interesting follow uh, technician here, was implying that they see oil going to 150 to $200 a barrel and copper at 8 to $10 a pound. He didn't give a time frame on that, but it makes you think about what that would look like if we were to get to those levels. And at oil at $100 a barrel, we've seen it before, you know, maybe not too big of a deal for our markets. Uh, you know, maybe see some new oil rigs coming online after they took so many down during coronavirus insanity. That is yet to recover. I mean, People who I know in the industry, they're running at a fraction of what they're running ahead of coronavirus insanity, already seeing some of those wells come back online. But at those prices, you'd expect to see a lot. Uh, but if you get oil at 150 to $200 a barrel, that could spell trouble for our markets. We're still a long way from that right now. Oil's still in the $60 a barrel range, but We'll continue to keep you updated on that here, and hopefully we still have some time to go uh, and time to prepare for that. Overall, on the day, commodities were mixed. Gold now up just over half a percent to 1741 an ounce. Silver now down 0.26% to $26.28 an ounce. Copper higher on the day, just over one-tenth of 1% to $4.10 an ounce. And then oil after taking a little bit of a beating yesterday, hit below $60 a barrel, hit below $60 a barrel again today, but closed above that, now up 2.5% to $61.50 a barrel. And lastly for today, Bitcoin, now up 2.76% to $58,907 a Bitcoin. Folks, that's all that we have time for here today. Please be sure to subscribe to receive our VRA podcast every day at the market close. You can sign up at VRAinsider.com. Click that podcast link at the top. We'd love to have you with us. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, have a great weekend, and we'll see you back here on Monday after the close.